0: Good morning everybody. This is a historic occasion because for the first time we are meeting as an audio class in the middle of a pandemic and it's wonderful even if it's this late. It is now October 4, 2021.
1: Good morning everyone. My name is Yandis Apalani and it's great to see you all.
2: Good morning everyone. My name is Garfield Kanyule and it's actually a joy to actually get to see everyone's face and not just hear their voice for what?
3: Good morning everyone. My name is Sibu Sisiwe Kumbaka. It's great to be here and see new faces.
4: Hi, I'm Zisanda Soloanle. Morning everyone. I'm Nodi Sankani, and it's nice to be here.
5: Hi, I'm Sake Choni. It's great to see everyone. I'm Stephen Lang.
6: Hello, I'm Maniac.
5: Morning everyone. I'm Kyren Blau and I'm readjusting to meeting people in person.
1: Stories behind stories.
5: STORIES AFTER STORIES
1: JURY
3: SERIES
6: AMABALI ANGA
3: STORIES ABOUT journalism, AUDIO STORYTELLING AND PODCASTING
2: BROUGHT TO YOU BY HOW TO PITCH A PODCAST IN A PANDEMIC
3: Hi. To our new listeners, welcome to the fourth episode of How to Pitch a Podcast in a Pandemic. And to our loyal listeners, welcome back. I am your host, Sibu Sisiwe Kumbaka, and I'm not alone. I'm with my co-host, Saike Choni. We are the members of the Senior Audio Class of the School of Journalism and Media Studies at Rhodes University in South Africa. To refresh your memories, this podcast tells the story of our attempt to convince the leadership of our school to join the podcast revolution. We think they should do this by launching a podcast dealing with the media issues of the day. In each episode of How to Pitch a Podcast in a Pandemic, we update you on where we have gotten in developing a vision for this podcast, then pitching this idea to the school. In each episode of How to Pitch a Podcast in a Pandemic, we update you on where we have got into in developing a vision for this podcast and then pitching this idea to the school. Sake, how are you feeling today? Hopefully excited for what we have in store for our listeners.
5: Hello Sibu, I'm feeling well today and I hope you're also doing good. And to answer your question, yes, I am excited about today's show because our plans are finally coming together and I really like the name we have chosen for the show.
3: Mm, That's right, that's right. We have decided to call it Africa Media Review. Ooh, that sounds nice. Why Africa Media Review? Well, Africa Media Review is a platform where journalists and media practitioners come together to discuss issues of relevance to the media in our continent. It's a platform where we embrace our storytellers and practitioners. In today's episode, we focus more on the production of our pilot episode. This includes the content that we have chosen for the episode.
5: How to feature podcasts in a pandemic capturing stories behind roads journalism review you know it was very exciting that we finally had a chance to meet face to face up to now we've been doing everything on zoom However, as we approached the final stages of putting together our pitch, this just became too frustrating. That is when our lecturer, Jean Dutoit wrote to the university and requested for the permission to meet each other in person, which was very refreshing. It meant that we could finally get into drips with producing the pilot episode of what we now call the African Media Review.
0: For that pilot, I think that my only story should be there. I think we should do our level best to get an interview with Dion Wigert, in which we talk to him about what is it that he set out to do. I've seen such interesting comments over the past while from people in this town in terms of what they think of that podcast. It's, it's important here at the local level but it's important at this national level as well for South Africa. So it's ideally made for us to deal with. It's something that's a story that's here in this town and for that to be covered on RJR makes perfect sense to me as an example of what people can do in a podcast to raise awareness of an issue that should have been sorted out decades ago. The other one is Zodwa. Priscilla has just finished an article that she's got published in a journal about the social media celebrity person. Zodwa, I don't know if you know about her at all. Again, an interesting an interesting person that everybody would sit up and notice if, if they were to listen to an interview with Priscilla about, you know, what, what that article was about. So what about that as a second feature on the podcast?
2: I think from this this conversation... I personally have developed just a, a better understanding of what we're actually trying to achieve. And with the ideas that are being brought up, I think the only thing that we'll, we'll, we'll need to execute it in the way that we want it to get the correct stories and the correct people to just so that they can translate what we see and let them translate in the way that people will be able to understand when they listen to
0: it. For each story you need, we need to find the right interviewer. Yeah. Like that, so it's yeah. a person who could really facilitate that storytelling process. Yeah. a senior journalist somewhere from somewhere, a Senior journalist from somewhere, maybe who has experience, experience in it? Media coverage. Well, I suppose it could be um, um, somebody who's well placed to talk about what they're doing at their media platform with election coverage. In that mm-hmm. way, so somebody in an editorial position who can talk about their approach to covering the elections so people who, who have many years of experience of working in south africa in leadership position in media about what it takes to do election coverage and can talk as witnesses of that other ideas what should be in that first pilot what about i hate to say it but what about the pandemic um, <laughs> Is that overdone, or is it something that RDR should actually be dealing with, is what's happened with, what, what, sort, of, what sort of new forms of media have emerged in the context of the and, and have something about that somehow? Yeah. I mean, it has been done a lot, but if we don't do it, then it's kind of a poll, isn't it? The elections is one big thing that's happening in the country at the moment, which is why I understand you, you're pointing that out. But... I mean, I think that what would be fascinating is to have a feature in which you talk to people about new forms of practice as media storytellers that have emerged in the context of the pandemic. I mean, re- remote interviewing, if one had a thing about remote interviewing, how oh, that's become a thing in South Africa, how well, people do. Doing interviews over Zoom. But again, it's a bit like this one, where it's not a single interview, but you kind of want to have... Yeah. There's a set of comments from different people. And it's a little bit, I mean, these two, you can see how they would form part of the transmedia of the school in the way that I was explaining earlier. Whereas this one doesn't really do that, which is fine. It's just a different kind of thing that you do with the, pilot, the, the podcast as well. Should, should we perhaps just work with those three for the moment? I think the pandemic, pandemic is, but just what, what angle, you know? Mm-hmm. Pandemic, pandemic plus the media. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, academic papers, there's been like about a million papers and academic papers published on the pandemic. I think one aspect, and, and uh, this is very partisan aspect, the pandemic has shown the lack of science coverage in media hmm. because the, the people didn't have the ability, didn't have the tools to talk about the pandemic because they were almost now science journalists.
5: Jean mentioned at the beginning of the recording my only story podcast, which is a South African-based produced podcast. It is very detailed and it does highlight some of the issues that happen in boys in these South African elite boarding schools and how boys usually deal with trauma they usually experience. Mm.
3: That's true, Sake. I also found My Only Story podcast very interesting. What fascinates me about the podcast is the fact that it's a live investigation. A live investigation in hunting for pedophiles in schools. It's a great platform which educates and provides security for its learners. I believe that schools should provide sex education to learners so that one is able to detect when they are being sexually groomed. Because, as I was listening to the podcast, many past learners were not aware of being sexually groomed until later in life the class were assigned to listen to my only story let's hear what they had to say
6: i listened to season one episode one of my only story it was hard for me to get through the episode because the content was quite sensitive for me so in this episode dion uh tells his story of how he was sexually abused when he was 17 years and and thought that he had forgotten about it, but but then the thought came back, and then now he is on a quest to find the teacher, uh, where he is, what he's doing, and everything. So he decides that in order for him to expose this teacher or to to tell his side of the story, he has to go back to the first school. He's probably not the first boy the teacher had abused. So uh, in his journey of tailing the teacher he finds out that the teacher is seeing someone well in this episode he doesn't say any names, so he he gives the teacher and the person that the teacher is seeing are other names that are not their real names but as the episode goes by he then meets up with someone who was once with the teacher he tells his story but the person doesn't believe him the part i found most painful was when he told his story and then that person didn't believe him and then uh he said something along the lines of oh so this is what oh rather this is how women feel when they are not believed when they tell their stories uh and then you
2: so i listened to the fourth episode in season two of my only story titled something in the water and I had to actually take some time before I actually comment on how I found the episode. And the reason for that being that it was actually very triggering. Because for me as a person who for for most of his scholastic career was surrounded by, you know, coaches and and specific teachers that played a, a very significant role, not just in my academics, but also in my, my sport sporting career. It was incredibly triggering and painful to hear how those very same individuals in the same profession actively go out and preyed on your children and that uh, they've been doing it for years Indiv- individuals such as um, dean Costins and the track record that wherever he's went there's a story of not just one not just two but a few children that he has preyed on
4: i listened to season two of my only story I really enjoyed listening to it because it does justice to what it stands for. My only story is very fascinating because the story is being told in a chronological order, where you get to know Tom from twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen, like from being excited to get in to certain dos-
5: How to feature podcasts in the pandemic? Capturing stories behind roads, journalism. Reviews.
4: During the
3: last two weeks, the audio class has been recording various interviews for the pilot episode of Africa Media Review. Not only the one with the producer of My Only Story, however, also stories which included Priscilla's article on Zotua Bantu, the elections and media story, and lastly, the influence of the pandemic and the media. Finding sources for our interviews was challenging. I know I had struggles gaining access to the My Only Story team. However, with endless research and not giving up on myself, I finally got the associate producer, Noctula Manyati, to agree
5: to be interviewed. I think that was the story for most of us, Sibu. Finding the right people, pitching your idea and setting up interviews was very difficult and frustrating. But we never gave up as a class and we did manage to get into contact with relevant people who gave us great insight. Students finally took charge of their stories and interviewed their sources.
1: To set up My Only Story interview, we conducted uh, the production team using the email address that is provided on My Only Story website, and we sent a couple of emails asking to have an interview with Dion Wigget, who is the editor and writer of the podcast. On the email, we also mentioned that if Dion was not available, We would also like to interview Alison Pope, Onoktula Manyati, who is the associate producer of the podcast. After sending a couple of emails, we realized that that was not effective as we were not getting any response. So Sibu had utilized her News24 contact to secure an interview with Onoktula and that went well. We were able to set the interview date and time with Onoktula, but she had to postpone the interview a few times because of the production field work that was happening for the podcast but eventually we had an interview with her and it wasn't like the initial plan we had because we wanted to know more about everyone that is involved in the podcast but since she was the only person in the interview she had to make the interview focus on her and her experiences of being part of my own story the interview in a nutshell was very informative and really great
2: i had the uh the privilege of facilitating the interview between Priscilla Bosov and Taryn Isaacs de Vega. And I just found the experience from start to finish to be, number one, stressful and nerve-wracking. Number two, which is the most importantly, very enjoyable, because from the process of contacting Priscilla to ask if she'll be available to do the interview, to then contacting Taryn to ask her to be the one that will conduct the interview on my behalf, it really made me nervous because, number one, I didn't know the response that I would get from either of them and if they would avail themselves or be available or even be willing to do the interview or conduct the interview. And when I got the responses and seeing them both be very happy, it seemed like they were treating me not just as a student, but someone who knows what they're doing. I really have to thank both Taryn and Priscilla for making me feel so welcome, making me feel so seen and appreciated for the time and effort that was put in.
6: For our interviews, we focused on science and media during this pandemic. We started by emailing Mia, who is a health journalist from Begisisa, and she did not respond.
4: Okay, secondly, we emailed to Dr. Nuala who's a lecturer at Rhodes University. Um, she did research uh, that focused on pharmaceutical chemistry, removal of pharmaceuticals from wastewater. She stated that she was in the sick leave, so she couldn't do the interview. And
6: we then decided to email two health journalists, journalists from Begisisa, Mohale and Aisha, and they responded quite quickly, and we managed to do the interviews.
4: All in all, our process of getting hold of the contacts went quite smooth and with Karen's assistance and guidance, we managed to do the interviews quite good and us facilitating the process also went really well. We were tasked to find
6: journalists and editors to ask them about the media coverage of the 2021 municipal elections.
5: It was very hard to find anyone. The first five people which we reached out to did not respond to our emails, texts and WhatsApp messages. So we then resorted to Facebook and when we got into Facebook we found a SANEF webinar which was dedicated to training journalists for the coverage of the 2021 local elections. In that webinar we found Raymond Joseph who is a data-driven journalist and was one of the speakers at that webinar series.
6: Secondly, we approached the other journalists on Twitter and Reditlabi was the only one who responded to our messages. Reditlabi is a journalist, and anchor, and she hosted the ENCA debate of the independent candidates.
5: The challenge which we had was waiting for the response from the people which we wanted to interview.
6: And also, the people who were willing to be interviewed were high profile, so we felt a bit intimidated, but we managed to conduct the interviews And they went well.
5: In my opinion, the production of the pilot episode went well. We talked to different people who are producing journalism in South Africa in different ways. This just showed the progress in South African journalism and the shift to audio is grabbing people's attention. We are now living in a world whereby podcasting culture is growing at a high speed. And as a way to educate and pass information.
3: Mm, I definitely agree with you, Sake. We are so lucky to witness the podcast culture grow every day. Thank you so much for listening, and do stay tuned for the next episode of How to Pitch a Podcast in a Pandemic. I'm your host Sibusiso Kumbaka,
5: and I'm Sake
1: Chodni. Stories behind stories. Isinda ba,
5: Stories. After stories.
1: Jury series.
6: Amabali
3: Stories about journalism. Audio storytelling. And
2: podcasting. Brought to you by How to Pitch a Podcast in a Pandemic.